And you got to study in, at Oxford? In London? Right, right. Yeah, we, I did an exchange while I was at Howard over summer. A group of us from Howard did it. Uh, and so Felicia Rashad actually was, she was, she, ba she basically taught a class once a week while we were at Howard. And then she wanted us to do this exchange. And so she got, you know, I didn't have money to pay for this. Yeah. And so she got a, a few of her friends together and, um, you know, they paid for us to go. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you, you, you found out who one of her friends Yeah, was. I didn't know at first. Like, I, when I came back, um, and, I, and I've basically been holding this secret in my, my whole career. Uh, when I came back, um, I got a beneficiary letter, and it said, Denzel Washington paid for you. you know? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, I was like, what? That's what I did. How cool is that? Yeah. So, awesome. So, you know, I, I, I never wanted to, to like, ever say that yeah. until I met him. And, you know, I was doing that Rolling Stone um, interview, and he asked me about it, and I was like, you know, I think I can say it now. I think I can, I, I, I made it, I made, I made it to the point where he's not going to think I'm trying to get something from him by saying it. Yeah. And uh, the, weird, the weird thing that happened is I did the interview and just before the movie came out, we did the New York premiere, he came and I met him before the article came out. So I actually, you know, lived up to what I originally wanted to do. It was amazing. And what did you, you say to him? He was like, well, I haven't met you yet. And I said, yeah, I got to tell you something, you know, you, you um, pay for me to go to school. He said, oh, oh, so that's why I'm here. You owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> I Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue is a bit more personal. So, um... At the time of this recording, about a week ago, uh, we've, as a community, as several communities actually, have suffered a bit of a loss, a bit of a loss, a great loss actually. Um, Chadwick Boseman has passed, and it is a, kind of an odd feeling. Um, when I got the news... It didn't feel real. Um, it put me back in the... Oh, man. Okay, so... When I got the news that Chadwick passed, it, it, it sent me right back to my bedroom back in middle school when I was laying in the bed. Me and I think a cousin just kind of talking mess you know, acting crazy. And I was looking up at a poster on my wall, because of course back then, <laughs> who didn't have Word Up magazine, uh, celebrity cutouts and whatnot. And I was looking at a picture of Aaliyah and then got the news that Aaliyah had died. This felt the same way, if not maybe a bit more, um, a little bit more weight behind it, just because I'm older and <clears throat> excuse me and it is um it's it's i don't know <laughs> at this point you guys i'm, I'm kind of rambling so it, it sent me back to that space again um and i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know i've i've made a few posts online facebook twitter and whatnot and 
I've tried to kind of just observe other people's feelings and um, uh, accounts of being of, of what what Chadwick brought to their life, and it could be that I'm kind of grown on my own and have lost a parent. It could be just that this is a um, huge loss for me as a black man or as a nerd or as a, just it, it could be any number of things and I don't know I I wanted to do something a bit more than just you know RIP post so I do want to go over the life and filmography of Chadwick Boseman in this episode um, I'm honestly still unpacking my feelings about his passing. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, specifically here in America. Um, he was someone who a lot of people looked up to. He was dealing with things that we'll get into later um, with him passing from colon cancer stage three, I believe. And it's, I don't know, it's, I have a lot of feelings surrounding Chadwick's passing and I, I don't, I'm just, I'm going to be transparent. I don't know. I don't a hundred percent know where this will end up. Um, I have an idea. (laughs) Um, I don't know. know. So getting right to it. Um, those of you listening, please bear with me. Um, use the hashtag CBN pod when you're listening to this episode, um, give some accounts of your thoughts, you know, some of your favorite Chadwick Boseman, maybe movies or TV appearances or, you know, just anything. Um, I would love to hear those, share those with me on Twitter. My handle is Carefree Blurred. So, uh, getting right into Chadwick's life. Chadwick Aaron Boseman, born on November 29th of 1976. Passed on August 28th of 2020, just uh, over a week ago. He was born and raised in the South, in South Carolina, and he took up acting professionally after he studied directing at Howard University. Though I did not attend Howard myself, uh, HU, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he was born in Anderson, South Carolina. To his mother, Carolyn, and his father, Leroy Bozeman. Both were African-American. His mother was a nurse, and his father worked at a textile factory, managing an upholstery business as well. Um, According to Bozeman, DNA testing indicated that some of his ancestors were, and I'm probably going to butcher some of this, so please forgive me, Creole people. So, K-R-I-O, not Creole. uh, Creole, perhaps. Uh, from Sierra Leone, uh, and Yorba people from Nigeria, and Limba, L-I-M-B-A, people from Sierra Leone as well. Now, Bozeman graduated from T.L. Hannah High School back in 1995, which is like, man, 95, what was I? I'm sure I was like in elementary school. <laughs> um, in his junior year, he wrote his first play, Crossroads. And staged it at the school after a classmate was shot and killed. Which is like, man, to be black, to be black in America. Oh my, okay. 
Um, so Bozeman attended college at Howard University. That's in Washington, D.C. Uh, Howard University, for those of you who don't know, is a historically black college and university. It's HBCU. It's a university, historically black. Uh, so he attended Howard, that's in Washington, D.C., and graduated in the year 2000 with a Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Directing. Now, one of his teachers was none other than Felicia Rashad, who became a mentor for him, which is like, man, he, he was already pretty much set up on a path for success. Now, she helped raise funds, um, notably from none other than Denzel Washington, so that Bozeman and some classmates could attend the Oxford Midsummer Program of the British American Drama Academy in London, to which they had been accepted, which is, again, setting him up for success. And might I add that T'Challa, I believe, studied in London as well, like the character T'Challa. So Bozeman wanted to write and direct. Um, he initially began studying acting to learn how to relate to the actors, but he initially wanted to write and direct. Now, after he returned to the United States, he graduated from the New York City's Digital Film Academy. He lived in Brooklyn at the start of his career. Now, Bozeman worked as the drama instructor in the in some of these. I'm going to butcher, so again, y'all already know who I am. Please forgive me. The Schomburg Junior Scholars Program. This was housed at the Schomburg, S-C-H-O-M-B-U-R-G, Center for Research in Black Culture in Harlem, New York. Now, back in 2008, he moved to Los Angeles to pursue his acting career, which that has always been something that is so amazing to me. Like me, I'm an artist. I write, and I also have a little bit of, you know, drawing ability. And I've packed up and moved, like, without hesitation before. But something about the idea of packing up and moving, be it a spur-to-moment thing, be it a, you've planned for this for years, but moving and then getting into acting. And I think it's the relationship that I have and that we as black people have with Hollywood that makes it so kind of foreign to me. Like before the days of YouTube and like guerrilla shot, um, guerrilla style shooting of getting web series out and before that became so mainstream, like this idea that you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to become an actor Regardless to if you went to school and studied or if you were like, I'm just good at this. That's always been something that's so fascinating to me. Uh, I feel like I got a little bit of acting ability, at least voice acting. I mean, y'all have heard me on a few episodes of my show. But no, I um, that, that's always been something fascinating to me. Uh, use the hashtag CBNPod and let me know if you all um, feel the same way. Like, there are cer certain things that are fantastical to others, and certain things that are just like, ugh, to other people. But this idea of just hopping up and saying, fuck it, I'm gone, what is that? Do you have any desires like that? Like, to think of our Chadwick back in 2003 and 2008 and 2010, and like being on this road of like becoming an actor, can you. I don't know. I like. I, I don't know. What? I, whatever. I digress. I digress. Now, um, Bozeman got his first television role back in 2003. This was an episode of Third Watch. Now, Third Watch. Let me see. I don't believe I'm familiar, but it is. It's a 
I'm trying to think if there's something I've even seen before. I doubt it, but it's a crime drama. You know, I'm all about the true crime or, or crime shows, so I probably should check it out. But it's a crime drama. It's a television show, and it was on NBC. It looks like from September of 99, <clears throat> excuse me, to May of 2005, with like 131 or 32 episodes over six seasons. Now this, I need to figure out which episode he was in, Chadwick, and, and watch that one. So that same year, he portrayed Reggie Montgomery in a daytime soap opera, All My Children. Now, quick aside, I grew up watching soap operas with like aunts, uncles, grannies, everybody in the house was just watching soaps. Uh, a lot of things I wasn't as familiar as other people, especially people my age, uh, but I do remember All My Children, Young and the Restless, all that good shit. General Hospital. I I feel like, and I could be manufacturing this memory, but I feel like I've seen Chadwick Boseman on the set of a soap show. And I don't, and of course it's listed here as All My Children, but you guys know, for those of you who did watch soap operas growing up or even now, there's a very specific look to a soap opera show. Like you can just cut on the TV, don't even have to see what show it is, but if you see a scene from a soap opera, you can pretty much tell like with the background, with the lighting, with the way that the, the, the actors are acting. And I don't know if I'm conjuring up this memory or if I can see... Chadwick like for some reason in a black sweater on a set now these are things that I'm going to go and look up but I feel like I've seen this <laughs> so if you guys are familiar with Reggie Montgomery let me know and if you know like which episode or whatever shit shoot that to me as well now this was in all my children now Chadwick stated that he was fired after voicing concerns to producers about very racist stereotypes in the script that role was then recasted with None other than Michael B. Jordan, a future co-star for R. Chadwick. Now, his early work included episodes um, on the series Law and & Order, and then Law & Order CSI, Law & Order New York, and ER. Um, so, again, true crime fanatic here. Love me some Law & Order. Again, I have to hunt down these episodes. And I'm not just saying this just because it sounds good. I'll have an announcement towards the end of this episode, so please uh, stay tuned in for that, folks. Now, in 2008, he played a regular role on the television series Lincoln Heights and appeared in his first feature film, The Expressed, The Ernie Davis Story. Now, Lincoln Heights, for, again, for those of you who might not know, it is a family drama. Um, it's about a police officer. I believe her name was Eddie or Edie? Eddie Sutton? Eddie Sutton? Um, who moved his family back to his old neighborhood, Lincoln Heights, in L.A. to start a new life. It's, I, I like me some true crime, but some of this shit, eh, I'd only watch that at this time just to see Chadwick. Um, now, The Express, the Ernie Davis story, excuse me, is a American sports film. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that again because of the announcement that I'll announce later. Uh, he landed a regular role in 2010 in another television series, 
persons unknown. So this man, like, it seemed like he hit the ground running. Like, so persons unknown is American mystery serial drama. It's a television series, and it was on NBC. Uh, went from June to August, and that was in 2010. Um, it revolved around some strangers who woke up in prison in a small ghost town with no memory of how they wound up there. So again, something else that's right up my alley. Now, Chadwick also continued to write plays uh, with his script for Deep Azure, performed at the Congo Square Theater Company in Chicago. This was nominated for a 2006 Joseph Jefferson Award for new work. So, Joseph Jefferson Award um, is also known as the Jeff Award, is given for theater arts produced in the Chicago area. Uh, this award was founded back in 1968. Eight, I believe. The wars are named in tribute to the actor Joseph Jefferson. Um, this a 19th century American theater star who, as a child, was a player in Chicago. So, again, hitting the ground running, getting these acting gigs, writing, being awarded for your phenomenal work. Ah, I'm just again. He, oh my God, and to pass on so young, Jesus. So, um, he wrote uh, more plays including Rhyme Deferred, uh, co-writer and performer in that one, and Hieroglyphic Graffiti. These were part of the hip-hop theater movement. Now, Chadwick had his first lead role in the 2013 film, 42. In 42, he portrayed uh, Jackie Robinson, a very important and prominent figure, very important for... uh, for blacks, for the African Americans, and for America overall, uh, Jackie Robinson, American professional baseball player, um, first African American to play in the Major League Baseball (MLB) in that modern era, uh, and Robinson broke the baseball color line when he started at first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers on April fifteenth. So, of course, forty-two. Oh, man. So, also, Chadwick had been directing an off-Broadway play in East Village when he auditioned for that role and was considering giving up acting and pursuing directing full-time at that time, which just shows you that life is going to come at you fast and life is going to throw you curveballs because, again, he started off directing with the intention of directing, hell, degree was for directing, then started acting, did well at that, still writing things, and then once he, like, this man, oh. So, yeah, so he's considering, you know, just directing full-time. Now, about 25 other actors have been seriously considered for that role, but the director, Brian, and I'm, oh, I'm going to butcher this last name, Hegelin, Helglin, Helglin, I believe that's it, he liked Bozeman's bravery and casted him after he had auditioned twice. Now, Robinson's widow, Rachel Robinson, commented that Chadwick's performance was like seeing Jackie again. To get that type of response from the person who most intimately knew the person you're portraying is, I'm sure, like, satisfaction in and of itself. It was like seeing Jackie. I couldn't imagine. Like, can you imagine the person you spent your life with, even if it isn't a, um, a lover, let's say a parent or a child, and someone portrays them on screen, and you're like, oh, you fucking got it. Like, you embodied that person. That person I loved. Oh, man. 
In 2013, Chadwick also starred in the indie film The Kill Hole, which was released in theaters a few weeks before the film 42. And that's another thing. It's something I understand, but it's always something I was fascinated with. It's where you'll see an actor and they'll have a movie, let's say in February, and then like uh, April, May, June, and then in October, they got films just coming out. And of course, it's not like television, but it's like they've all these these projects that they've been working on, not necessarily behind the scenes, but they've been working on that just happened to come out in the same year, in the same month, or around the same time. And you know, for this, The Kill Hole to be released in theaters just a few weeks before the film 42, it's like, He's already off to such a good start at becoming this household name. And I'm, uh, man, oh. so forgive me, y'all. This, I'm kind of emotional <laughs> still. I'm trying to sort out these feelings just by going through this, um, through this, this history. Now, back in 2014, Chadwick appeared opposite of Kevin Costner, another phenomenal actor, in Draft Day. In that movie, he played an NFL prospect, and then later that year, he starred as James Brown in Get On Up, doing some singing and, uh, of course, his own dancing. No stunt doubles. <laughs> in 2016, he starred as Thoth, T-H-O-T-H, I always got the name weird. Uh, this is a deity from Egyptian mythology. <laughs> a deity from Egyptian mythology in Gods of Egypt. And I have to say, he was the best thing about that film. Gods of Egypt was a shitty film. Now, Bozeman was one of the few actors of color in that film, and that's precisely why that was a trash-ass film. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that film, Gods of Egypt, had predominantly white cast playing Egyptian characters. Now, Bozeman did agree with that criticism of the movie, and he said that it motivated him to accept the role to ensure that one Egyptian deity in the film would be of African descent, which is like, man, like, he was the best part of that film for me, and I'm sure for others, because I believe that film bombed, actually. Now, in 2016, he began portraying none other than T'Challa, the Black Panther, this was uh, in Captain America Civil War. This was his first film in a five-picture deal with Marvel. He headlined Black Panther back in 2018, which, of course, you guys have to remember that. Ah, what a time. Now, in that film, it focused on the character in his home in Wakanda in Africa. Now, this opened to a great anticipation, becoming one of the highest grossing films of that year in the United States. And then Chadwick went ahead and reprised that role in both Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, which were released in 2018 and 19, respectively. Now, both films were the highest grossing of the year when they were released, with Endgame going on to become the highest grossing film of all time. Blah, blah, blah. Also in 2019, Chadwick starred in 21 Bridges, an American action thriller film directed by Brian Kirk as an NYPD detective who shuts down the 21 Bridges of Manhattan to find a suspected cop killer. Which I saw that movie and the only memory, the only clear memory I have is of Chadwick at nighttime like running on screen. I know I've saw I've watched that movie, uh, but again, we'll we'll revisit that shortly here. Now, in 2019, it was announced that Chadwick was cast in the Netflix war drama 
The Five Bloods, directed by Spike Lee. The film was released on June 12th of 2020, so not too long ago at the time of this recording. Now, Spike Lee, uh, choose, in choosing Bozeman for the divine-like character of Stormin, Norman, said, <clears throat> This character is heroic. He's a superhero. Who do we cast? We cast Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and we cast T'Challa. Now, I don't know where that voice just came from because we know Spike Lee doesn't sound like that. But that was a direct quote. Now, according to the film critic Owen Gilderman in Variety, it's quoted as saying, Bozeman was a virtuoso, mm, definitely butchered that, Bozeman was a virtuoso actor who had the rare ability to create a character from the outside in and the inside out. And he knew how to fuse with a role, etching it in three dimensions. That's what made him an artist and a movie star too. Yet in Black Panther, he also became that rare thing, a culture hero. <sighs> um, so also there was a reviewer uh, by the name of Richard Brody in The New Yorker uh, who said he finds the originality of Bozeman's formidable acting technique and his ability to empathize with the interior lives of his characters and render them on screen as fully and completely belonging to the character. Another critic uh, from The Guardian, uh, Mr. Peter Bradshaw, wrote of the actor's beauty, his grace, his style, his presence. These made up Chadwick Boseman's persona and he became the lost prince of American cinema, glorious and inspirational. You know, it's honestly, it's upsetting, man. It's, 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 this is a... Mm. to think this man was young and to think about how far he would have gone just to, I, don't, I don't know I don't know um yeah the, the chat was passing has really I don't know. I don't know. Is it my own, you know, mortality? Is it someone who I looked up to passing and passing so young? Is it him being this, like, like the quote said, like this American prince of cinema? This, like, there's, I know there's so many answers, probably each thing and all things at once. But for this man, this dark-skinned, black, conventionally african-american looking man to soar to these heights and now i remember all the jokes about him like every time uh they they start to do a film or a biopic about a black character in history here comes chadwick like it was like no matter who they were doing a movie about chadwick was going to be cast and you know the jokes were funny and still are but uh, i i don't know i'm in short his passing is really affecting me and it's affecting me in ways that I didn't expect. Uh, I think had this been someone else, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even speculate. Um, I believe he is the first of the MCU, like major players to pass, which is also like a big thing. 
Um, and it's not even about recasting or worrying about Black Panther 2. That's not even a concern. It's just we've been with the MCU for umpteen years and had things very clear and concise. We have these movies and this plan and what's, you know, we there's been this journey that some people have been watching these movies since they were a kid and now they're adults. And one of the biggest major parts of this cultural thing is now gone. And again, I'm not worried about recasting T'Challa or what happens in Black Panther 2 or going forward, but it's just the fact that that's, I think it's a lot of how, or a fraction, or a piece, or or, or similar to how it feel about other big names who are important to me and to my community. Um, I remember when... Um, even Michael Jackson so when Michael Jackson passed and there was this huge like shift and I feel like it'll be the same when certain other performers pass y'all at this point I'm rambling so please forgive me I'm, I'm really just trying to work out my feelings um, it's like seeing someone who you've been so closely identifying with and not even completely like, oh, I see myself in you, but just someone who you, shit, just admire and having them pass on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, so uh, Chadwick started dating uh, a singer by the name of Taylor Simone Ledward back in 2015. The two of them got engaged by October of 2019, and they later married in secret. Now, when people say married in secret, that's such a weird thing, because they did not owe that to anyone to tell them that they were going to get married. Like, that was not even their families. Like, they don't owe that to you. So, to be like, they got married in secret, it's like, is it though? Because the people who are in the marriage were there so but I, whatever I, I get it they were married in secret and this was revealed by Chadwick's family in a statement announcing his passing um Chadwick was raised as a Christian he was baptized um he was part of a church choir and youth group and his former pastor said that he still kept his faith uh Chadwick has stated that he prayed to be the Black Panther character before he was cast in the character at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, there's that. For those of you who are praying folks or faith faith folks, faithful folks or Christians and whatnot, you know, there's something to hold on to as well. Now, Bozeman was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer back in 2016, which eventually progressed to stage 4 before 2020. He had never spoken publicly about his cancer diagnosis during treatment involving multiple surgeries and chemotherapy. He continued to work and completed production on so many freaking films, including Marshall, The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and others. Now, Chadwick died at his home as a result of complications related to colon cancer on August 28th of 2020 with his wife and family by his side. Um... So, Chadwick's passing, some of it is 
some of it I know for sure is like your own mortality. Like, okay, this man who's not too much... I mean, he's older than me, but not too, too much older than me. Like, I'm not 15, looking up at him. Um, a lot of it is that. It's like, okay, you know, he's young, action hero, black man, colon cancer. Something that, as a black man myself, I really need to, you know, not say necessarily be on the lookout, but be aware of as well. Um... It's also the complications surrounding his health. You know, him being a handicapped person. Like, he was not a able-bodied man. And having to hide... And, and then again, hide is kind of... In the same way that I'm like, how can you get secretly married? But hiding is like, that's your business. But at the same time, you it it's not lost on me... And it can't be lost on everyone else that he might not have gotten the same opportunities had he been, maybe say, out loud and proud with his diagnosis. Now, a lot of this is speculation, but as we can see with this pandemic and the way that now people are able to work from home without question, but when people who are differently able to have been requesting things like working from home and that hasn't been an option on the table for whatever reason, be a micromanaging or whatever. But now all of a sudden we're in a pandemic and it's just that easy to say, okay, well we can get people to work from home. Now that may not seem like a big deal to you. And this might not be something that you even consider, but for someone who's dealing with a chronic condition, that's really important. Um, but all that being said, he was, uh, yeah. a lot of this story mirrors other people in my life who have passed and that's the part I think that's like I have the whole grieving and the whole sadness part but that part is it's 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 stuck it's it's in it's in me some my own mom passed with complications of her own and reading through a lot of the information about that's available about Chadwick and about it to me it just mirrors a lot of that and I don't believe that's the only reason and I don't even think that's probably the biggest reason that this is like staying with it, it might be I don't know like I said I'm just trying to talk through it but I I'm realizing more and more every day that this news has hit me harder than I thought it would have. I never sat around thinking about, oh, if this celebrity dies, how will I feel? It's not that, but it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so when Chadwick passed, a lot of other actors and celebrities paid tribute to him, of course, via social media. Um, following the announcement of his death, including a lot of the MCU character characters, the MCU actors and actresses, uh, Kevin Feige called Boseman's death absolutely devastating. He wrote that each time he stepped on set, he radiated charisma and joy, and each time he appeared on screen, he created something truly undeniable. Now he takes his place as an icon for the ages. 
His death was compared to other unexpected deaths of young black celebrities in 2020. Kobe Bryant, Naya Rivera, and Pop Smoke. Which is like... God, I don't know. Um, I know this much. Whatever next film pops up and whatever tribute to Chadwick, I'm going to be no good. I've actively avoided the the few tributes that I've heard of. Um, I, I'm just... I just have, this is not something that I'm, like, I could probably watch some and be okay, but it's just, oh, not right now, not right now. Um, his death also had responses from political folks like President Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, First Lady Obama. Um, Barack wrote to be young, gifted, and black, to use that power to give them heroes to look up to, to do it all while in pain. What a use of his years. Um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris also chimed in, uh, paying tribute to Bozeman on Twitter. Biden wrote, the true power of Chadwick Bozeman was bigger than anything we saw on screen. From the Black Panther to Jackie Robinson, he inspired generations and showed them that they can be anything they want, even superheroes. Kamala, who was also the subject of Bozeman's final tweet, posted a statement mourning the loss. Um, there was also a ton of people, you know, as regular folks online, um, with like photos of their kids, you know, being upset, which I found to be quite odd, but you know, I don't have any kids. I'm not going to police the way people mourn. My initial instinct was like, Oh, why would you take a picture of your baby crying? It was like, you know what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. If somebody want to put on a clown suit, and write Black Panther in the back of their head, then let them do it. Like, it's whatever. Like, at the, I got over that really quickly. Um, but there were a lot of photos of, like, maybe kids who had, like, little funeral services with their own action figures and doing the Wakanda Forever um, um, arm thing. It's, it's, it's been a lot. And I don't know, it's just a testament to Chadwick's acting, you know, the space he occupied. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on August 29th, the day after Chadwick passed, the tweet in which his family announced his death on his Twitter account uh, became the most liked tweet ever, with more than 6 million likes in under 24 hours, um, and accumulating over 7 million by August 31st. And I mention that because, again, it might be important to you, you know, if not, whatever but that is a thing that happened Howard University tweeted a reaction to his passing they said it is with profound sadness that we mourn the loss of alumnus Chadwick Boseman who passed away this evening his incredible talent will forever be immortalized through his characters and through his own personal journey from student to superhero rest in power Uh, the major league (coughs) excuse me baseball and the Los Angeles Dodgers, the franchise for which Robinson played when the team was at its former home in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, of course, issued statements honoring Chadwick in light of his acclaimed portrayal of the character. Several publications noted that Chadwick died on the observance of Jackie Robinson Day, seven years after having portrayed Jackie Robinson. 
when Lewis Hamilton won the 2020 Belgian Grand Prix, he to me dedicated the win to Chadwick, which is again so sweet. Good, good for you, Lewis. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Lewis uh, Hamilton is a British racing driver. Um, I believe he's currently competing in Formula One for the Mercedes AMG. That's all gibberish to me. Those of you who do know, there you go. Or tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag CBMPod if you have a bit more information on Mr. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Now, South Carolina's Governor Henry McAster, McAster, yeah, ordered the state house flags be lowered to half staff on August 30th in honor of Chadwick Bozeman, who was born and raised in the state. Also on August 30th, ABC, which like Marvel Entertainment is owned by Disney, aired Black Panther without commercials, followed by a retrospective of Bozeman's life and career titled Chadwick Bozeman, a tribute for the king. Again, I was not, mm -mm, I was not going to be able to watch that. The 2020 MTV Video Music Awards ceremony also dedicated to Chadwick. And on August 28th of 2020, a Change.org petition was started seeking to replace a Confederate monument in his hometown of Anderson with a statue of Chadwick, which collected more than 50,000 signatures within less than a week, surpassing the original goal of 1,500 signatures. Or 15,000, excuse me. Um... I do want to go over some of Chadwick's, well, not some of, like the list of Chadwick's um, filmography. And before getting into that, the reason being is because uh, this episode that you're listening to now will be counted as a zero episode to a new series that I've started called Dear Chadwick. Um, in this series, I'll be going through his history through his films, through his TV appearances, and I invite you all to engage with me. Of course, there's a hashtag, because I'm, I'm nothing if I don't create hashtags. So, Dear Chadwick Pod or Dear Chadwick, uh, use both. It'll, of course, be listed in the show notes. Now, for this, um, I don't know that it'll be released like every month or every week or whatever I'll, I'll figure that out as I go along but I do want to go through his films uh, have some people come on or you know send a voice note to carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com with thoughts and ideas or how you feel about them and this is I don't know it's just it's something that I've been toying with before all of this like doing kind of an actor character breakdown of different black um, actors, but with chat was passing, I think I want to I want to focus on him and his work. And so, again, just to make it clear, because I feel like I've been rambling for a while, um, I have a new series starting entitled "Dear Chadwick," and I'll go over his films and his TV appearances, and you know, have a guest on some episodes. Some it might just be me, and just discuss his work. You know. Um, review it, do kind of a Chadwick retrospective. And yeah, so if you know, you want to have some input, you want to make this a more community thing. If you guys want to um, have some thoughts and opinions and whatnot, use that hashtag Dear Chadwick Pod or Dear Chadwick. Um, well, Dear Chadwick Pod, let's stick with that. Dear Chadwick Pod. 
and uh, and let me know. I'll be checking that and you know any any little tidbits or behind the scenes stuff or anything that you might know about the movie or about him or what happened on set or whatever. Let me give that give that to me. Let me know. Put in the hashtag so I can kind of peruse that and, and include it. Also, I'm not sure about the order. I'll probably try to go chronologically, but I won't. Um, I won't say that for sure. Hell, the only thing that hasn't come out yet that's listed is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which will, uh, I don't think there's a date for that yet. And there is a What If episode of T'Challa and Star-Lord, and that'll be in 2021 as it's listed here. But all that being said, Dear Chadwick, Dear Chadwick Pod is uh, starting up soon. This is the zero episode for that. So... In film, we have The Express, the Ernie Davis story in which Chadwick played Floyd Little. That was in 2008. We have The Kill Hole back in 2012 where he was Lieutenant Samuel Drake. In 2013, the movie 42 where he played Jackie Robinson. In 2014, he played uh, Vontae Mack in Draft Day and James Brown in Get On Up. In 16, he played Thoth. T-H-O-T-H in Gods of Egypt. In 16, he also played T'Challa, the Black Panther, in Captain America Civil War. Also in 16, <laughs> Message from the King. He played Jacob King. He was also the executive producer of that project. Um, in 17, in the movie Marshall, he played Thurgood Marshall. In 18, he played Black Panther. In 18, he played Black Panther again in Avengers Infinity War. In 2019, he played Black Panther, <laughs> yet again, in Avengers Endgame. Uh, in 2019, 21 Bridges, he played Andre Davis. Uh, he was also a producer of that. And funny thing, that's the... Well, never mind. In 2020, The Five Bloods, he played Norman Earl Storman Norm Holloway. And to be announced, we don't know when this will come out, but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, he played... Levy, L-E-V-E-E, -E -E, I think I said that correctly. And so going into television, in 2003, he was in All My Children as Reggie Porter as a reoccurring role. Uh, also Third Watch, where he played David Wafer in an episode entitled In Lieu of Johnson. Uh, 2004, in Law and Order, he played Foster Keys, an episode, Can I Get a Witness? <laughs> what? Can I Get a Witness? Um, 2006 in CSI New York, he played Rondo in the episode Heroes. In 2008 in ER, he played Derek Taylor in the episode Old Brother. Also in 2008 in Cold Case, he played Dexter Collins in the episode Street Money, which is okay. Um, 2008 through 9 in Lincoln Heights, he played Nathaniel Nate Ray, and that was in nine episodes of the series. Uh, 2009 in the show Lie to Me, he played Kay McNeil in the episode Truth or Consequences. In 2010, in Persons Unknown, he was Sergeant McNair, uh, a main role when he played uh, for 13 episodes. In 2010, The Glades, he played Michael Richmond in the episode Honey. In 2011, in Castle, he played Chuck Russell in the episode Poof, You're Dead. In 2011, again, he was in Fringe as Mark Little or Cameron James in the episode Subject 9. Again, in 2011, Detroit 187, he played Tommy Weston in the episode Beaten, Clover Letter. 
and in 2011 in Justified, he played Ralph Beeman in the episode For Blood or Money. <laughs> now this one, in 2018, he played himself. <laughs> he was the host of Saturday Night Live in the episode Chadwick Boseman slash Cardi B. And I remember that. I remember his Jeopardy, his black Jeopardy, <laughs> Karen with the potato salad type of <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, and then like I said, in 2021, the What If episode of T'Challa, Black Panther, and Star-Lord uh, is scheduled to air in 2021 as a guest voice role, and that is a, and I'm going to butcher this word, posthumous release, so a release after he has passed. Uh, this young man has had a ton of awards, and we'll go through those here so um 2013 chicago film critics association most promising performer he was nominated all of these he were he was nominated well there's a few that he won i don't know if i'll go through all of these but black reel awards in 2014 for outstanding breakthrough performance male in 42 uh 2014 black american film festival most promising performer 2014 naacp image awards outstanding actor in a motion picture all of this was for 42. now for get on up in 2014, Dublin Film Critics Circle as Best Actor, nominated. Uh, 2015, Santa Barbara International Film Festival, Virtuoso Award, nominated as well. Uh, 2015, NAACP Image Awards, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture, nominated. And Black Reel Awards, Best Actor, nominated. Uh, 2016, Teen Choice Awards, Teen, and this is all for Captain America Civil War. Teen Choice Awards, um, Choice Movie Chemistry, Choice Movie Scene Stiller, <laughs> both nominated. Uh, 2017, NAACP Image Award, Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, nominated. Uh, also in 17, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award, Squad, Hashtag Squad, whatever that is, nominated as well. In 2017, Saturn Awards, Best Supporting Actor, nominated for that. Now for Marshall... In 2018, the NAACP Image Awards Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture and the Black Reel Awards, R-E-E-L, Best Actor, he was nominated for both. Now, he won in 2018 the MTV Movie and TV Awards Best Performance in a Movie and Best Hero, uh, but he was only nominated for Best Fight, Best On-Screen Team, and this is for Black Panther and for Best Fight. He was nominated with the Black Panther vs. M'Baku fight and Best On-Screen Team with Lupita Nyong'o, Letitia Wright, and Denai Guerrero. Which, oh, Black Panther, what a time to be alive. Um, he won for Marshall and Black Panther in 2018 at the BET Awards for Best Actor and was nominated in 18 at the Saturn Awards Best Actor. Uh, 2018 is Teen Choice Awards nominated for Choice Sci-Fi Movie Actor, Choice Lip Lock, what? Choice Movie Ship, all those nominated, and that's for Black Panther. Whereas for 2018, the People Choice Awards, he won for Male Movie Star of the Year. And there's a lot more here. Um, let's see, he won for Outstanding Actor in 2019 at the Black Reel Awards for Black Panther and... Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture from the Screen Actors Guild in 19 as well. And 2019 NAACP Image Awards, Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture and for Black Panther. So, I'll end it there. I won't go over too much more. Um, I don't know. I'm just, thank you all for listening. I know this is probably 
uh, I don't know, a different type of episode, but I did want to do something like formally and officially to add my voice to the conversation about Chadwick Boseman, who was not just Black Panther, but so many other um, people he embodied and did a good job. So, like I said, this is the zero episode for my Dear Chadwick series. So use the hashtag Dear Chadwick Pod. Um, I'll have an episode coming soon. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a guest or something. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to me. I know this. This Thanks. Just thanks, guys. And thank you all for having listened for so long. Everyone who's been with me since day one or have kind of got on the boat over the course of the last four years. And for those of you who are brand new, you know, thank you for sticking this out. You've made it this far. Uh, please, when listening to this episode and when talking about and answering questions and referring to the show, use the hashtag CBNPod and um, comment. Comment in the comments. If you're listening on SoundCloud, go ahead and type a little comment. Put Wakanda Forever or something. <laughs> and uh, for those of you listening on Apple, go ahead and leave that five star review. Like, go ahead. Just. You're already there. Go ahead and leave that review. <laughs> and uh, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for rocking with me for this long. Shout out to BYNK Radio. <sighs> it was such a phenomenal collection of people. Sid Davis, Social Introverse, Cole Jackson, and Real Shogun Beats, Government Name. Uh, it's just great. Great, great things. So, y'all, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. If you must, you know, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. You got some stuff to get off your chest. You got a letter you want to write. You want me to read something on air. You know, you want to send a voice memo or something to be put on an episode. That's fine as well. Um, shout out to everybody. Everybody listening. Everybody under the sound of my voice. 2020 has been a very intense year for all of us collectively. And this is pretty much a reset. I don't know what 2021 is going to hold, but, you know, we're going to ride this motherfucker to the end. So, again, thank you all for listening. I hope you all are in safe. Uh, wash your hands. Wear your mask. Stay inside. You know, pick up a hobby. I don't know. Um, until next time, though, stay carefree. Stay nerdy. Stay geeky. Uh, we love you, Chadwick. All right. You know, when I think of going to work every day and the passion and the intelligence, um, the resolve, the discipline that everybody showed, I also think of two questions that we all have received during the course of multiple publicity runs. And one is, did we know that this movie was going to receive this kind of response, meaning was it going to make billions of dollars? Was it going to, was it going to make a billion dollars? Was it um, going to still be around during this award season? And the second question is, has it changed the industry? Has it actually changed the way this industry works, um, how it sees us? And, and my answer to that is to be young, gifted, and black. Um, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. 
We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we, cre we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. We knew that we had something that we wanted to give. And one thing I do know, what did it change the industry? I know that you can't have a Black Panther now without a two on it. So we love you and we celebrate it. <laughs>